Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad to be with you on this day, and I hope everybody is staying safe. And I'll have to say this, day by day, we are getting closer and closer to the start, or should I say, well, start of the NHL playoffs, because the season has officially ended And the Islanders will be a part of the 2020 NHL playoffs if and when they actually take place. Yesterday, Commissioner Gary Bettman making that official. We'll break it all down, tell you what it means for the New York Islanders and what the next steps are going to be. We also have our Islanders birthday of the day. And those of you who uh, can go back about 10, 12 years will remember this player very, very well. We have our time machine trip back to the days of, well, the Fisherman jerseys. We'll look at that and, of course, a whole lot more on today's show. Today's Locked On Islanders podcast brought to you by Built Bar, the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com to get 10% off of your first order by using the promo code LOCKEDON. All right, so... First of all, if you have a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to discuss, feel free to contact us via email. The address, as always, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. We also can be contacted via Twitter, and you can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I will keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. So, the big news right now is that the NHL has officially announced that the regular season is over. The playoffs are what they're shooting for. There will be 24 teams in the playoffs, if they can get them started, 12 teams from each conference, each conference playing their games in one hub city. As of right now, that is what we're looking for. The draft will take place after the playoffs, but the lottery will start toward the end of June before play resumes, and it'll be a layered lottery So the Islanders could actually benefit from that as well, and we'll talk about that today and in the coming days as more information becomes available. However, uh, 
right now the NHL planning on going to phase two of its reopening strategy next week, uh, assuming that everything continues. That will mean that teams can start to open their facilities and have informal workouts with no more than six players on the ice at a time. Social distancing, testing, etc., will be taking place during that time. Again, in each conference, the top four teams will get a bye, but will play a little mini round robin tournament to help determine seeding. And then you have a best of five play in that will feature the Islanders as the seventh seed taking on the Florida Panthers. This should be a very interesting playoff matchup, and we will start to talk more and more about that as we get closer and closer to the situation. Now, as far as the regular season, it is over, and all of the records are complete, so the, uh, you know, the leading scorer for every team locked in, the final record for every team finalized, and we know all the final statistics that we will see in NHL record books from here on in. Now, there are two hub cities. The list of possible hub cities, they haven't figured out which ones they're going to use, but on the list right now, Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Edmonton, Las Vegas, Los Angeles, Minneapolis, Pittsburgh, Toronto, and Vancouver. So those are the cities that are uh, under consideration to be hubs. Obviously, uh, the Islanders, not you know, New York metropolitan area, not going to be a hub. So we'll talk about that. Phase two will begin next week with those informal practices, and then no timetable yet. For phase three, although, according to multiple reports, uh, Commissioner Gary Bettman says he does not anticipate training camps opening before the first half of July. Based on that turn, uh, that timetable, the playoffs will probably not actually get started again until the beginning of August. So we are still a couple of months away from the commencement of this playoff round. But at least at this point, we know that the Islanders will be in it and they can start preparing and we could start thinking about, you know, different players. Will they be ready? To me, the big one, Adam Pellick. Uh, Will Pellick be healthy enough come August to take part in this playoff series? That would be a big plus for the Islanders if indeed he can. Meanwhile, the NHL draft lottery will take place on June 26th. That's a Friday with the top three picks up for grabs. 15 teams will be in the lottery at that point with the same odds as past years. It's a complicated system, but at this point, The Islanders, you know, they've traded their number one pick to the Ottawa Senators in the deal for Jean-Gabriel Pajot, but it's top three protected. So if somehow the Islanders win the lottery, they can keep that pick, 
We'll see how that plays out. But uh, again, another positive for the Islanders. And the other big positive from an Islanders perspective, if the draft is taking place after the uh, season is over, trades are possible. The Islanders can find some ways to unload some cap, uh, you know, some high cap contracts, free up some space to improve the team. And that is certainly a plus. And if you want a plus in your life, then try Built Bar. It's the best tasting protein bar that I've ever had. And I truly, you know, I've never been a big fan of protein bars because of the way they taste and the texture, but I don't have any problems with Built Bar. It tastes like a candy bar. And they have 16 amazing flavors, eight of them nut free, eight of them have nuts. They're all 100% chocolate, you know, covered in 100% chocolate, soft easy to chew, and they are healthy, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. You'll be exercising, trying to lose or maintain weight, and, you know, you get to eat the Built Bar, and it feels like you're cheating. Talk about different flavors. How about the peanut butter brownie flavor? With that, you get 20 grams of protein, just 170 calories, only 3 grams of sugar, and 3 grams of net carbs, plus it tastes great. So go to BuiltBar.com, and right now, if you use the promo code Locked On, you'll get $10 off your first order. Use the promo code Locked On for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. So, time to start thinking Islanders and Panthers, and that should be, uh, a, to me, a series the Islanders are capable of winning. And, uh, look, the Panthers have struggled defensively throughout the season, and if things go the right way, you know, going up against Florida might be a good opportunity for the Islanders to get some confidence offensively if they can get past the Panthers. Now, look, the Panthers have a Stanley Cup winning and future Hall of Fame coach in Joel Quenville. They also have Sergei Bobrovsky as their goalie, so even though the team defense has struggled throughout the year, that uh, goaltending is solid, and that could be troublesome for the Islanders. Not going to be an easy one, but certainly can be a successful opening round playoff series for the New York Islanders, so we'll keep an eye on that, and obviously, the closer we get to the resumption of play, the more we will preview this series. So the Islanders officially a playoff team again in 2020, and we will see where it goes from here. Meanwhile, our Islanders birthday of the day, happy birthday to Richard Park. The former New York Islanders player was born on May 27th, and uh, Park spent Four seasons with the New York Islanders. A very useful player. Could certainly kill penalties. He was mostly a checking line forward, but could step up and play in either the second or third line or on the power play if he needed to. And Park could play any of the three forward positions, uh, center or either wing. And again, just one of those players that if you didn't watch him every day, you weren't going to see Richard Park, you know, in the headlines very often. But you certainly were going to notice him on a, a day-in, day-out basis for the way that he 
came to play, was physical, and worked hard for the puck, got into good position, and just did a good overall job. He was with the Islanders from 2006-2007 through 2009-2010. His most productive season overall, 2007-2008, 12 goals, 32 points. He scored 14 goals the following season, which was, as far as the Islanders were concerned, his best uh, year with the Islanders for goals. And to look back at a highlight for Richard Park, to me, uh, you know, a lot of games that you could look at, but we are going to take a look at a game from 2010, Islanders and the Tampa Bay Lightning, February 13th. 2010 Nassau Coliseum, 12,337 fans on hand for this one. And the Lightning with Antero Nidamaki in goal, Islanders with Martin Biron, and Park had a very good game for the Isles. First, the Isles took a 1-0 lead. Blake Como, his seventh from Rob Shrimp at 731 of the first period, but Steven Stamkos answered for Tampa Bay, his 34th from Martin St. Louis and Curtis Foster at 11:14. The Lightning took a 2-1 lead on a goal by Mike Lundin from Stamkos at 14:29. And after the first period, it's a 2-1 Lightning lead. But the Islanders do come back in the second. Doug Waite, his first from Kyle Oposo at 4:26, ties it at two. The Lightning answer. Future Islander Nate Thompson gets his second from Alex Tangay and Jeff Halpern at 12:27. But then the Islanders get the next two goals. First, Kyle Oposo from John Tavares and Andy Sutton at 16:12, and then exactly one minute later, it's Park, his fifth, from Blake Como and goalie Martin Biron getting the second assist at 17:12. At the end of the period, the Islanders four, the Lightning three. In the third, Steve Downey tied it up 257 into the third period, his 14th for the Lightning from Matthias Oland and Martin St. Louis. But then, with two minutes, 22 seconds left in regulation, Richard Park, his second of the game, sixth of the season, from Doug Waite and Matt Molson, giving the Islanders the victory in this one, 5-4, to four. Richard Park in this one. The game winner, two goals on five shots, 13 minutes, five seconds of ice time. He was a plus one in this game and again, notched the game winning goal as the Islanders defeated the Tampa Bay Lightning five to four. So today we celebrate the birthday boy, Richard Park, the native of Seoul, South Korea, and today, Richard Park is 44. All right, time for our time machine. And we are going to go back in time to the 1995-96 season when the Islanders had the Fisherman jerseys. And, you know, it's interesting because these Fisherman jerseys, at the time, they were very, very unpopular. Uh... You know, the Islanders had a beautiful tradition with the original logo, started with the team in 1972, 
They won four Stanley Cups with that logo. You know, if you grew up an Islanders fan in the 70s, 80s, or even into the early 90s, look, Dennis Potvin, Brian Trottier, Mike Bossy, Bobby Nystrom, Billy Smith, all the great Islander players, Pat LaFontaine, you know, all of them wore that traditional jersey. And, you know, the the problem that a lot of people had with the Fisherman jersey, first of all, it did look a lot like the Gorton's Fisherman uh, logo. And that was sort of a little bit strange. And, of course, Ranger fans took to taunting the Islanders with the We Want Fish Sticks chant at the Coliseum and at the Garden. And, and it just kind of did not help things. Uh, as far as the Islanders were concerned that year. The other thing is, surprisingly enough, the Fisherman logo kind of looked a little like Stan Fischler. And, you know, the, the hockey maven, the great TV analyst for the Islanders, pregame, postgame shows for so many years. And, you know, that was a little bit odd seeing Stan Fischler's look you know, uh, a logo that looked like Fischler, who, of course, has been an institution on Islanders broadcasts for, you know, since roughly 1975, so, or 74, so uh, it was a strange phenomenon, it did not go over well, and yet now, there are people that really look at the Fisherman logo with a lot of nostalgia, and they like the way it looks. And, you know, to people, I guess, who grew up in the mid-90s and became Islander fans around that time, there is something kind of, you know, warm and fuzzy about remembering those jerseys. Now, look, 1995-96 was not a very successful season for the New York Islanders. They struggled on the ice, did not particularly... Uh, have a strong season, and that certainly did not help the Islanders when push came to shove, because you just, you know, when you use a new logo and you really lose a lot of games, that just isn't going to fly, and you look back at the Islanders team from that season, and yeah, there weren't a lot of bright spots. Mike Milbury was the head coach. They finished with a record of 22-50-10. There was one player on that team who stood head and shoulders above the rest, and that was Ziggy Palfi. Led the team with 43 goals, no other player had more than 25. He had 87 points that year, despite the fact that, you know, again, no other Islander, only one other player had more than 47 points. So, Palfi, 43 goals, 87 points. Travis Green, 25 goals and 70 points. Third on the team in scoring that year, a guy who a lot of people overlook, Matthew Schneider the defenseman who had 47 points. So a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of players, they just struggled uh, offensively and defensively. And a lot of trades made that season also. 
Tommy Soderstrom was the number one goalie playing in 51 games. Eric Fischow, 24 games played. Jamie McLennan, 13. And Tommy Sallow had 10 games played, but he was a dreadful 1-7-1 that year with a 4.02 goals against average. But throughout that season, Palfi was the player who gave the Islanders a lot of hope. And it was Palfi who really had the highlight of the season. Back-to-back games with a hat trick. The first one, unfortunately, came at the Coliseum during a 7-5 loss to the Winnipeg Jets back on March the 3rd of 1996. And then... Just two days later, the Islanders were hosting the Boston Bruins, and Palfi was on top of his game again. He got a goal in the first period on the power play with Tim Sweeney of Boston in the box. That was his 31st of the year. Wendell Clark added a goal to make it 2 to nothing. Islanders at that point. The Bruins got on the board early in the second period, but Palfi on the power play again. His second of the game, 32nd of the year from Travis Green. At the end of two periods, it was 3-2 to two Islanders. Sean McEachern tied it early in the third period, but there was too much Ziggy Palfi at 547. Of the third, Palfi completes the hat trick, gets his third goal of the game, 33rd of the season, and it's the game winner. Matthew Schneider with the lone assist. Dan Plant adds an insurance goal later on in that third period from Marty McGinnis, and the Islanders skate away with a 5-3 victory, and for Ziggy Palfi, back-to-back hat tricks, six goals in two games. And as far as things were concerned in 1996, when this Ziggy Palfi back-to-back hat trick was taking place, number one song, Not Gonna Cry. Mary J. Blige for back-to-back weeks, March 2nd and March 9th. And among the top-grossing films back then, The Birdcage with Robin Williams. Unfortunately, the late Robin Williams. All right, look, unfortunately, we are still a couple of months away from the hopeful resumption of the NHL playoffs, and I, for one, am happy to hear that. Look, there are still a lot of obstacles to overcome. We still need adequate testing. We need to make sure these players stay healthy. There are a lot of guidelines that need to be followed. But finally, what we're seeing are concrete plans and steps that are moving forward. And the Islanders will be a part of the playoffs once they get underway. We're hoping that that'll be August Early August is basically what we're looking at. That wraps up this edition of Locked On Islanders. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NHL for a national perspective on the world of hockey. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. Remember, every day gets us one day closer to the start of the hockey playoffs. And of course, let's go Islanders.